0: Good morning, pilgrims and travelers, on the sunny path of life. A little bit after 11, on a beautiful, <laughs> you're going to get tired of hearing it, right? On a glorious, beautiful, flashing, brilliant, sparkling Saturday morning in Hamilina. Pack on the back, and uh going to get my... Uh, Resistance training day. On, <laughs> my goodness, it's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Funny, you know that. Uh, here we go. That that sentiment. It, it's so hard, not to be carried away by it, you know. To just kind of start to lean. As so I like that. To lean, like if you're leaning on a window, you know, to look outside se so pencher, in French, but it's uh which is kind of an unusual word from where I'm standing in Spanish. But uh, it is just so hard not to, to take it seriously, you know, or to be passionate or to be, to be wanting more of it, you know, because the, the underlying belief, the underlying belief, Everything has this underlying belief in terms of what's right, what's wrong, what I want, what makes me happy. And, uh, but it's definitely, it's, I mean, I'm not going to argue with it. It Just, yeah, it, it just feels great. I also, you know, I mean, <laughs> feel better uh, today. <laughs> Yesterday was uh, interesting for a while, you know, after my walk, talking to you, I actually uh, was, uh. Cutting the weeds for a while. Enjoying listening to my nutritional podcast. And uh, eventually I took a nap. Took another one later on. But I could tell. I mean, I was all over the map. So definitely, uh, well, I'm, I'm not regretting it either. But it definitely made for a turbulent day, shall we say. Even though, even though pretty much did everything that i wanted to do but then again my goals aren't uh, high and mighty so you know they are definitely uh i think it's maybe something that i have uh maybe learned too you know to make your goals realistic so to where there's a cost you know but not to 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 burden oneself but again, I mean, why I'm in my life right now? It's just, uh, yeah, it's just easy peasy. But even I remember in uh, in Albergo Verde. I mean, there were quite a few things to do, and uh, you know, and I get it, I get it organized. I'm a good organizer, and of course, you know, if most people can do it, you know, oh, there's a Tesla. Wow, a Tesla in Camilena first time I see one here. Uh, there's actually one in Torredon Don uh, Jimeno. But uh, but I mean yes I do find a way to to space it. I remember even like when I was at the Cushy Institute. Um after a while I ended up running some shift there in the kitchen as a volunteer. And normally they were pay paid people who were doing it but and I enjoyed it. Actually <laughs> very much so. because I I like the kitchen cleaner and it was just organized better. It was less chaotic. And basically what I would do, I would would start earlier to get some things done. So when when everybody would show up, you know, I would have basically, I would have already selected all the produce and then washed them. And, And basically, anyway, I enjoyed the fact taking a little more time to do the work. So I didn't have to rush to get it done. I remember even in, uh, in London when I worked at the Hampshire, uh, on Leicester Square, and um, I would show up before. You know, I would be there before anybody else because yeah, there was kind of a sense of, um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to tell. Just, I didn't like the, the idea of, you know, having to rush where you could not, basically, they could find a winner too. Because obviously, when the when the customers showed up, that there is, you know, you have no control. You know, that uh, you just have to, you just have to jiggy jiggy, and, which is fine. But before that, it's something that I never did before. I never did that in France. Never, never showed up before time. <laughs> but then again, in London, you know, you actually had a more realistic, shall we say, schedule, you know so it was actually you actually paid for the hours it worked in France there are quite a few hours you don't get paid for and you still work them so yeah you're not going to put any more than you have to um so yeah and then to kind of make it more pleasurable you know like I really liked I remember in London there was a what you call it on the stove like a the flat top you know the heating One where you have the gas, it's like this kind of uh, cast iron, I guess. I'm not sure exactly. And so basically you can have quite a few pots on there. And then you have to basically learn, you know, toward the harder, toward the less hard, depending on what you're doing. And so uh, I've organized stuff, put a nice towel, put all my, my basic condiments in there and then mise en place, basically. And I really enjoyed uh, having those rituals and making it nice. Used to be, they used to kind of make fun of me li- nicely and lightly about uh, how clean my section was. And uh, it was not even a point of pride. It was just that uh, if I, if it wasn't clean, it just would not be as enjoyable. So I did some few, well, not few, maybe at least one crazy thing, <laughs> which was so, actually, I think I was the only one with a window, my goodness, window picking to the Toward the outside. Oh, interesting. I said he was talking to somebody, he was talking to himself, nice and loud. And uh, and so I had that window that you could open. And uh, not much of a window, but a window. And uh, I would end up cleaning it, but then it was like wanting to clean the outside too. I and mean, it was quite tricky, it was very precarious to get th- to get that done. And uh and I would basically go out of my way. And it was a little dangerous because I could have fallen and I could have gotten hurt, but just so that would get clean. And I would I would almost dare to say that. I doubt almost anybody else would have done that. Anyhow. And it's not like I am a jihadist when it comes to cleanliness, you know. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, there are times when I'm a little piggish. But definitely, I mean, nothing like a lot of people, for sure. So I think I am definitely on a (laughs) a little more uh, sanitary side of things. And for sure, in a kitchen. And I mean, the way my life is right now, you know, it's so simple. You know, like the room where I am, I have taken almost everything out of it. There was another bed. I took it out. There was... a chair to took out. there were a couple of round tables, I took them out, and then there was kind of like a two-seater, uh, weaker, a wicker chair that I took out, and basically just, you know, I have a bed, and then, well, there's two nightstands, there's one on the other side, and I have not uh, seen the point in taking it out, but that's it, and there's a wardrobe, you know, on the wall where I have my yoga mat and blankets and stuff from Pilar, of course, you know. But the rest is like, it's a quite a big room. It's quite a big bedroom, but it's like, I just love the space. I just love the space. Anyhow, and same in a kitchen, you know, like I love uh, a clean kitchen counter. So I love my kitchen counter empty when you come in. Anyhow, so. So there, wow, how did I go from what I was talking about here? I don't know, I don't know. Anyhow, anywho, so, so we had, uh, I don't know what they had. They have they have quite this, they have quite a display in uh, in the church in Hamilina. They had a thing about the Virgin Mary. And actually I'm gonna, des- I'm gonna detour right then, right here now. Um, I was thinking you know, I'm reading so I'm reading about the Desert Fathers, I'm reading about Saint Mark the Ascetic and Ezekiel, so a lot of those guys, I'm reading about them. And there is not one <laughs> not one mention of Mary. You know? And I guess, you know, and uh I mean obviously the the if you look at the, if you take the Bible in its entirety, I mean, how much space does she cover? You know, there is one is on the on the calvary on a mountain you know calvary on the mount on the calvary mount i forgot what they call it uh you know when he's basically being crucified uh then again about uh when he's resurrected when they go to when obviously her getting pregnant and uh them going to match matric, matriculated it, matriculated it, or register the child the firstborn in a jewish tradition gets registered so In Nazareth, you know, when he went to town, when he's 12 years old, when they leave him behind. So there's a few places, but very, very small part, and even less, you know, Joseph. But in Spain, it is such, I, I mean, you look at the, beyond the altar, I don't know what you call it, the face of the back of the church. On the inside, I don't know what you call it. They're quite ornamented in Spain. It is quite dramatic. Uh, it can be shocking at times. It's so much, so rich. And, uh, and basically, smack dab in the center, it's not Jesus. Jesus is on the side. Smack dab in the center, the main piece is Mary. And then she's on a few places, but she's really big. She's really prominent. So, and it's something that I've thought before. I'm like, why is that? You know, why is that? The point is Jesus' teaching. Anyway, so it's interesting. And at the same time, to me, it doesn't make sense. To me, it makes no sense at all that she would be that prominent. So as far as, uh, and I'm talking about the alleg- allegorical point of it, eh? of the story. You know, because basically he's the way. He's the one that you're going to follow. His teachings, you know, and I guess, or you could look at submission, you know, somebody who's subservient. Maybe something in there, but even then, it's just not much there. and uh, But then again, I'm like, you know, but the church in a community, again, it, it serves a purpose. So uh, I don't know for that. I just realized, for me, though I find it important now, quite important to go to church, to go to Mass as often as possible. Now, it's not going to be to go... To church as often as possible but at least daily you know if i can to uh to to go to church and to, to receive communion and to share to share that time so for me i find that nourishing but a lot of the other stuff no to me it doesn't make sense and i don't know you could take it as pride i mean i could even see it as pride but i'm like yeah but that's that's I'm being honest. That's just the way it is. It is. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. So I think, I guess a pointer there, a possible pointer. And sorry, guys, I'm, yeah, I'm back again. This is kind of what's on my mind anyway. I guess that's, that's the name of the game, right? Maybe I should rename the podcast as to walk with me <laughs> instead of barefoot. Yeah, actually, it doesn't make any sense anymore, that title. I'm going to change it the podcast but uh, realizing to me what makes sense so what I'm listening what I experience you know and I do I do value the ritual and you know the tradition and taking part of the experience but I don't uh, yeah a lot of it I, I don't have a way to connect you know And that's kind of something else, like too, like this merry staff. So there may be something to do with what makes a community. You know what that community needs. I don't know. I don't know about that. It's possible. It's possible. And uh, oh, there was a point I wanted to make. There was another digression I wanted to make, but I chose to to finish my point. Uh, Anyhow. Anywho, I don't remember what it was. I lost it. Well, that's good. I actually feel good about losing it because at least I stuck to my main point and finished it. So, to keep to completion, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Anywho, so yeah, the energy is good today, feeling good. Uh, actually, I'm gonna, I think, I think I'm gonna do that. Uh, it is kind of tricky when it comes to the food. And there is there I am again going about playing around with that stuff. You know, because I'm you know, I'm having that kind of a short window that I eat. And like I say, it's a non issue now. It really is uh I mean even now I can have my uh sometime I can I can feel my stomach, you know, at night. In the morning it's not so much of an issue actually. I don't uh yeah, I, I I had that, you know, that I think about it, it's interesting because while I was making that kind of, uh, you know, intermittent fasting, the transition, uh, there were a few times, not many, maybe a handful of times, maybe, maybe, maybe not even that many, but to where I just had to, to stop what I was doing and go to the kitchen because I was hungry, you know, and that doesn't happen anymore. So... um but I do, you know, I mean, the, the volume. And of course, <laughs> there's a double whammy effect here because it's not just what I'm thinking. I read a lot about abstinence, you know, and about this kind of reducing your intake. So liquid is not an issue because basically I don't drink any soft drink. I never drink alcohol. Uh, and I'm just having my... Uh, my little uh, mint and green tea, unsweetened, basically with a little bit of lemon with a splash. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you could say payisco. I think pellizco is a pinch in Spanish. It's just a very like a dab of very small small amount. And uh, and you know I made. Well, I'm going to be. Dr- I'm starting to drink a little more because it's getting harder. But so liquid is not really an issue. But man, the breakfast. I mean. Look at it, I have this, at least a liter of this carrot, and I had carrot, broccoli, lentils this morning. So I had that, which was wonderful. I'm not blending it anymore. There's a couple of reasons for it, but I'm not going to go into the detail. They're actually nutrition technical reasons. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm having that bowl of, uh, of that muesli, muesli meal, kind of oatmeal, I guess I could call it. Then I have a stew toast with guacamole and then uh, arugula. That's awesome. Then I have, you know, that uh, about a dozen of olives. And then I have my little Five five Power Bites, which is kind of like a a cereal bar made with oatmeal, peanut butter, I make a syrup, so sugar and water, and then spices, and then dried fruit, like dates. Uh, I forgot what else, I think plums, maybe prunes. And then some seeds and nuts. And basically I make a bar. And I'm pretty happy where it's at, actually. And cocoa, cocoa powder. So I have that. And then I may, may, maybe like uh, eight or so almonds. And then two fruits, a kiwi and a mandarin. And I take my nice tray, I go upstairs, normally play my uh, my Japanese lesson while I eat. Today I was watching uh, Real Time, the, the intro. And then the... Uh, new rule. And uh and so I have that and then I go back downstairs and sometime I'll have two more toasts with like peanut butter and jam or uh more power bites. And this morning was like, okay, let's not do that. You know? Like I'm basically putting a break on that. And that's the first time because before the point was you know what, I'm not gonna be eating from that time to that time. But the rest of the time I'm gonna be eating what I want, so there's no no restriction. So we'll see. But I feel like I feel like it's not hunger. What's driving me to uh, to eat extra on top of that? So I and mean, I feel like it's quite a packed breakfast. It looks beautiful too on the tray. I mean the colors and just uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure at times I'm gonna be missing it. And also to realize that that's a lot of food, a lot of different kind of food. So I do. I don't think it's complicated what I'm doing. You know, it's actually quite simple, but it is. You know, it is elaborated. I mean, for some people it would be tricky, uh, but to me, you know, it makes sense and it's easy to organize and implement. And so, and then for lunch now, what I'm basically do I realize I wanted I wanted something raw, so I get some a mixed blend of lettuce. And then uh, I just put a bit of olive oil and then balsamic vinegar, and then that's it. And then I have that, and then I have the rice and then my lentil dish, and then a couple of fruit. And so, you know, and we're not talking about a a small little bowl. (laughs) We're talking about like two bowls between the rice and then the lentils. I mean, it's a good chunk of it. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Anywho. So this morning I was like, no, I'm not going to be eating more than, than what's on that tray. That That's enough. You know, uh, once I start the Camino, that's a different story. I'm not going to be, yeah, I'm going to be eating when I'm going to be eating. I mean, you know, when you're going to be uh, active for, you know, four to eight hours a day on a daily basis, obviously, you know, your your calorie intake. And also I'm going to be trying, I'm going to try... Crossing my fingers here on both hands to simplify, you know, because I realize a great one if I have access to Mercadona is they have this nice bread. It's a nice big loaf. And then I can put the, the guacamole in there. I can put uh, hummus and then uh, arugula. Boom, done. That's a meal. And then fruit on the side, you know, and then I have uh, more than I I'm going to go back to Nutella. I'm still kind of debating. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I have not, again, I have not had any sweet craving. I mean, I'm really, re- actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty happy that I have not had. Even, like, yesterday, I ate quite a bit. It felt like I ate quite a bit. I had, like, four extra toast with the peanut butter and, and jam. But, you know, it, it was never, like, the thought of going to the store to get something. And it's happened before. And, uh... It makes me wonder if maybe you know if maybe I may not have that thing kind of tweaked a little better to where I'm kind of hitting more of those bases. I mean, I'm definitely a sweet tooth kind of a guy, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I got some mountain bikers here Saturday morning, little group ride, and uh, anyway, I don't know, it's it's been interesting, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to an opportunity, being on a move, to keep it simple. So we'll see, we'll see what I can come up with. But it'll be fine, regardless, I mean, I, it's kind of an easy thing anyway. You know, I know the options, possibly a couple of times I might end up going out if it's on a Sunday, basically, and there is nothing, or I don't have a kitchen, you know, whatever the case may be, so you know, but if not, the drill is simple. It's not a big deal. I'm just hoping, you know, I'm already thinking about having a couple of bottles of uh, like uh, having a thing of cinnamon, and then having a thing of uh, like a curry blend, and then herbs, and then having those three bottles with me in plastic. Uh, (laughs) Anywho, so, but I'm gonna try to keep it Nice and easy, <laughs> anyhow. anyhow, what a beautiful day. So I mentioned yesterday, I was uh, I keep trimming the, those weeds. So I pretty much got the, the most of that area that I wanted to start with just about done. I've already started with another one. So I will most likely finish those two today and then, and then I find another area that I want to go to uh, for the next week. That'll be kind of a nice little project to to work on a little bit every day. It's kind of nice listening to to the podcast. And uh, yeah, my friends, about a week. And then uh, onward I go. So onward I go. (laughs) Oh, the lady, you know, I've mentioned that lady who's been giving me a little bit of money and first introduce herself to me and ask me, you know, if I need anything to to kind of let her know, you know. And I haven't seen her in the last, uh, at least two days. I'm not even sure if she was there on Tuesday, but uh, she hasn't been there, so I'm wondering if maybe she's, you know, left town to go see family, relatives, parientes, relatives, Or if she's sick or, or what, but uh, it's unusual, she's normally there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyhow. So so yeah, I guess did I did I talk about enough about the whole uh, fasting and then me trying to put a break. I feel like I feel I feel like it's gluttony. You know, or maybe even like the fear of scarcity. I'm definitely aware of that part of me that doubt, you know, that the, the benevolence, call it, of the universe, and sometimes to be a little over-planning, over-prepared, so over a little overstaffing myself, you know, even though now I don't have an issue outside of that, That mostly, mostly a four-hour window. Sometimes it's maybe a little bit later because I'm going to have a, a longer excursion and during the time on a hike, like, you know, tomorrow most likely be around three hours, so uh, I may end up late to, to, well, I may not end up, I'll come back later, so basically you can have no issue with that whatsoever, but uh, it feels, I'm aware, I have a sense, I guess, I don't know, I'm changing my mind here, I am kind of a sense that uh, there's doubting. You know, there is like kind of a fear just in case, you know, just in case, por si acaso, por si las moscas, you know, just in case. Yeah, just put it something for the rainy day. And uh, and then I think for me, where I am, it might be something that I'm going to, to revisit. Meaning, uh, am I overdoing it, you know? I mean, you know, here I am, you know, finishing my fourth year. (coughs) Yeah, really, just about, yeah, one month. My goodness. And, uh, of course, I have uh, less money than I started with, but it's just ridiculous. I mean, I had, when I left Texas after dropping my truck on May 1st, 2019, I think it was about seventy five thousand dollars that was everything you know no car, no house, nothing that was basically my savings and uh you know I haven't had a work since and then uh, well, of course, there's been a change, you know, changing it to euros uh the rate, so I yeah, lost some by the the conversion from dollars to euro, but even now it's like it's just crazy on four, four years how little I've actually spent, you know. Anywho. And, uh, and I, I get a sense that I'm kind of a little hooked to the thing of money or what it symbolizes, you know, or the potentiality of money and having it and in what you can indulge yourself or what you can think of, you know, or where you can allow yourself to be, and in my case, it's you know even more so, you know, dramatic because of uh, <laughs> being this itinerant, you know, this uh, nomad. Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, I'm homeless technically. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a home. I'm jobless, you know. And uh, well, actually, isn't an itinerant somebody who moved around to to, to jobs, actually. I'm not sure, but anyway, more of a vagabond, I guess, of a nomad. Nomad is good enough. And that would be my kind of work if somebody was to ask me, what do you do for a living? I'm a professional nomad. <laughs> well, I guess technically not, because I'm not getting paid. I'm sure some people are being paid. Not many, but I'm sure that some people are being paid to be nomad. Anywho. But that I'm okay. I don't have to... You know? The, the big crisis is not knocking on my door. Like, I'm basically running out of money. You know? Like, each time I go to the store to buy my stuff, I, I don't think twice. You know? I don't even... I'm not even... Uh, I'm not stingy, actually. Uh, but... Uh, well, actually, definitely not. Because I definitely... When I'm looking at my food, I'm realizing it's quite a few things that I'm having, quite a wide range of things. Even though it's the same thing every day, but there are quite a few ingredients, you know, in that kitchen of mine. I bet you I have more than what most people do. I bet I do. Even though it's such a simple, repetitive, you know, kind of a boring, kind of mere pattern, but I bet you, I bet you I do. I do it's way more things than a lot of people. Anyhow. So, I'm gonna go back up on the on the uphill part now. So we'll see, we'll see about this thing. But I'm gonna, I'm, I want to be a little more mindful and a little bit more tight on that. And uh you know that, uh, to yeah. And maybe what they talked about, also nutrition, I forgot the name of it, but there's a concept of it takes time for what you're eating to make its way. And they stipulate or they theorize that it has to do that back then. What we ate was so fiber rich that it was so slow moving down there that for your stretch receptors, for you to to come to the place to tell, Amen, I'm full, no more, they estimate it takes about. 20 minutes, you know, after your last bite. And so, because now the food is so easily digested, you already pass that threshold because it's coming in so fast and your body doesn't have time to let you know. So there could be something along the line there too. I mean, even though there's, I have a decent amount of fiber in what I'm eating, but there could be something to do with that. So I'm actually okay now, you know, like I don't have a, yeah, I don't don't feel like I need food. I mean, I wouldn't say I feel completely full, but I feel good. So I feel good full, not full full, <laughs> not full full, anyhow, all right, so now we're gonna get the climb, which is kind of nice, I guess. Yeah, the warming up on the downhill. I guess what do I, well, I kind of prefer actually to get the uphill first and then finish on the downhill. Anywho, and actually in Camino, a lot of times because you get to those old places, they always are elevated. So arriving to your destination of the day, you go up and you always go back down. Most time, Anyhow, a few times, actually, You because you're coming over from a, a mountain or a big hill, the village is actually, the town is actually not that high. So you come down anyway. We uh, feel good. So I'm hoping to get uh, uh, grass cleaning work done, getting that a little bit. Uh gonna start my hand washing today. Soak it overnight. And uh Huh. I don't know. I mean we have church tonight. I'm good for the groceries for the weekend, so no need to do any of that. And uh well I mean I'll do my thing. Oh I'm watching the yeah, I think it's called the Pentagon Papers with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. And the guy from You Better, Better Call Saul. And actually, uh, what's his name? Cross. David Cross. <laughs> Plays a serious role, actually. He's a stand-up comic from Georgia. And uh, his humor is quite particular. He's definitely very particular. Uh, more likely, he'll never be mainstream. But I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. But anyway, there he's playing a, a journalist at the Washington Post. Um, and, uh, so I started to watch that yesterday. And then uh, I was actually a little bit more today. So yeah, my plan for now is to get there and then uh, to do a little of outside trimming. It's a little early. So it's obviously, I'm not, I'm doing my, uh, usual loop, so I'll be there soon enough. So I'm quite in the weeds right now. I'm quite in the silly details. Uh, there's a lot of things coming through my mind, but it's interesting how most of it just goes away. And I kind of like them. You know, when the thought come up, I'm like, yeah, that would be an interesting one to extrapolate on, you know, but, uh. But it rarely survives. It seems that i don't jolt not down. <coughs> it doesn't. It doesn't survive time, basically. All right, there's my decline. So, but I'm really, I'm still quite, yeah, quite uh, enamored with uh, my the desert father. You know, they are, it is amazing. It is amazing the, for me at least, the wealth of uh, information and experience that's being shared. Though I don't know in actuality what's going to come out of it. You know, it's very interesting. I'm kind of in a, in a wedding room here, in a way it feels like it. You know, I'm also very curious to see how I'm going to, uh, to be around pillar, you know, uh, anyhow. and actually even urban, thinking about urban, you know, I mean, uh, we don't, there's no details in terms of the gathering because it makes no sense, it's too early. So more than actually about a week before, I will uh, contact him, if he doesn't contact me before, to organize uh, where we're going to meet, you know. If I'm gonna cook and they're gonna come over or uh if we're going to meet in Sevilla. So we'll see. We shall see. Anyway, friends. Any food for thought to finish this podcast? Any anything interesting? <clears throat> I guess one point I haven't talked about from the Philokalia, they talk about, maybe I've touched on it, but for sure, not in detail enough, but they talk about moving from passion, passion, to be, pa- to be pa- uh, passionless, to passionlessness. So, no, hold on, passionlessness, passionless. To be passionate, impassioned, or to be passionless. Basically, you know, to be to be driven by the senses, you know, by your passion, by, again, like me coming out this morning, you know, and then, you know, feeling good, enjoying the weather, and basically taking it for granted that that's how it should be. That's what I want. That makes it a good day. Versus to challenge that egocentric base of understanding that you have, and, uh, to go in a completely different direction, to become cynical, and distrustful, about what you feel, like about, basically about your heart, about all of that, and then to basically retrain, ah, to, to be retraining it, and, uh, there's a lot talked about that, and, uh well I think I've talked about it before because for me what stands out is pillar. You know. And I think maybe two things, pillar and money, are two things in terms of attachment. And though pillar is different than money, actually. Money is definitely I haven't really picked up that stone. So I don't really know what's under it. But pillar is she 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 doesn't fit. You know, she's just somebody that yeah, I'm not gonna try to make her fit anywhere because she doesn't. So I'm sure curious to see, you know, when I go see her again, you know, what kind of uh, what kind of dynamic we have, we will have. <coughs> Anywho, but uh, yeah, this idea of what you think, basically, you become becomes not good. What you, all the, all the saying that are based on yourself, on the understanding of yourself and of the world, all of that basically, you basically are going to be diligently throwing it all away and then looking for something else to replace. So basically, then you have this idea is God, is Jesus Christ, this idea of uh, this system. And in Him, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you believe in philosophy whether you believe in service, it doesn't matter. It if, if, is if what you're doing producing fruit. And I'm not in a place yet where I can talk about that because I feel like I haven't had enough time. It's too fresh. I haven't had enough practice. And also it'll be interesting to see when I start the Camino. Because there's a part of me that definitely is a little socially shy, so kind of uncomfortable, you know, kind of uneasy around certain situation. And that's me. And uh, I'm curious. I'm just curious to see how some of that is going to pin out in the end. Well, not in the end, but at least in a a foreseeable future. But anyway. Sorry, I kind of messed up my uh my segue here because I was talking about uh passion to passionlessness, and I feel like I'm not uh, <laughs> I have not done it uh, justice. there's a tem fellow here talking to himself, moving I guess along with me too anyway guys. I think that's enough that sounds like it's going to be more than likely a long podcast uh, anywho i wish you all a beautiful uh beautiful day wherever you are i don't know what weather you have here i doubt in top i really doubt <laughs> i think for most people that you know that would be the kind of uh i mean my goodness yeah like to be on a terrace uh and enjoy the sun you know because we soon <laughs> soon you'll want the shade well for sure for me i mean some spaniards know because they just they're so much more used to the sun than i am and of course you know their skin complexion but it's uh it's a beautiful day beautiful day here in andalusia so from here to wherever you are my friend Wishing you a beautiful day and uh, talk to you later more than likely.